I get a notification. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can't record me without me knowing. So I have to accept it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. That's actually, I, that's a good way to crack into this. Okay. So welcome back to the Gentleman Getting Gentleman Off podcast. We're back again. Bet you didn't think we'd be back. And I have another guest on the show today. It is the one and only 2018 NFL Fantasy Gentleman Getting Gentleman Off award-winning listener as well. He is currently four and three. He's a big old tiger in the sack and his tigers are doing pretty, pretty damn well out on the field. I'm introducing head coach Malkovic. Head coach, say hello to the people. Thanks for having me, mate. Pleasure to be here. Long time listener, first time guest. Very good to be here. Very excited. As you said, big fan of the pod. It's a bit of a dream come true for me. No, no worries. It's, it's fantastic to have you on as customers to do so. We're going to honor the people not here today. And that's, uh, that's Patrick who can't be sitting with us here on the uh, Gentleman Getting Gentleman Off podcast. Amen. Yeah, amen, pup. Hope you're going well, my friend. R.I.P. Jo- pup. <laughs> R.I.P. pup. But John, we want to crack straight into it. And one thing I really want to touch on early is the guest we had on last week. And this gentleman came on and gave you a metaphorical blowjob over the airways. He loved your team. He loved what you're doing there. He came and told me he was going to rip shreds into you. What were your thoughts on the podcast? Yeah, it was a surprise. I was expecting harsh words. And he actually called me later that night after doing the pod and almost on his knees apologizing. Different on his knees, I guess you'd say. <laughs> um, so I was expecting the worst, but it was, it was quite nice hearing that from Jim. He's always got his little uh, salty edge to it. But, you know, no, it was good. Very, very kind words. And obviously you having your surgery at the time, which has been, been talked about a little bit and, and you were the one that brought that up. So thanks for bringing that up and assuming, assuming it's well. Yeah, I'm going well. I guess uh, my lawyer uh, told Dins to tell T to tell you guys that if I say anything incriminating, I'm on some pretty heavy painkillers. So, you know, anything stupid comes out, not my fault. All right. So but no, uh, I'm going well. Driving a little bit, so I'm all right. And it was under these painkillers that you committed the dirtiest act of, correct? Dare I say, the season? It was already pretty euphoric with those drugs, but you know, I got a little bit higher up there after that one, so it was good. And you did get the win that week over Max, the uh, the the man on the other side of the deal. Um, the the trade, the trade where you play Javante Williams against Max, and he gets him gets yourself a touchdown. Really good workload. He's looking like a promising back. He really is. And you send over Jared Cook on a bye. All right, hey, Jared Cook. Talk me through that interaction. You're highly medicated at this point and uh, very docile and a trade occurs. So talk me through how this happens. Yeah, look, it's obviously been a pretty hot topic this week. Um, there wasn't a lot to it. I saw, as you said the other day, look, Max is a team that needed a tight end. I had a couple of fellas floating around with my other pickup of uh, Dalton Shoot. So I was just, um, I was being thrown around names. I love a good trade. So came to Max, asked for Javante. He originally didn't want to give it to you, uh, me, mainly because he was a little bit worried Trooper Hubbard wasn't going to be relevant for long. But after um, CMC going to IR, I think he sort of changed his tune a little bit. So I don't want to speak for him, but, you know, um, I think that's maybe what got it across the line. We will have the other side of that story on uh, next week's podcast. So uh, 
just to confirm, you approached Max in this in this situation for the trade? Uh, it went back and forth for a little while. Like it went for a couple of days. Um, I think, Put it through the first stone. I reckon I did. I, I asked him if he wanted a tight end. Once hey, again, I'd like to preface, I was heavily medicated. That's so fine. And Jared Cook, the Charger, one of the better tight ends in the league, as, as we know, as the two of us know, we've discussed this at length. Uh, at nauseum, we've seen people talk and he's cross record board. So why wouldn't you make that trade at the end of the day? Correct. But enough fun there. And before we get into the games this week, the last week we had the Jamar Chase and Waterfalls podcast. Jamar Chase killing it for your Bengals this year. Talk to me about their playoff aspirations, if there are any. Yeah, it's, it's a nice feeling. I've been a bit of a closet Bengal fan for a while because of, sort of, you know, three or four years ago, you've got some pretty dirty players through there, and both in terms of skill quality, but actual generally shit blokes like Burfist running around with some dirty hits. So sometimes it was, uh, it was hard to be a Bengals fan, but these boys are looking pretty good at the moment and exciting as well. They're not just good players like uh, the LSU connection with um, Chase and it's pretty uh pretty sick so now it's good to see they're a young team they're a very very good team they're um joe mixon as well seem to have found some serious form out in the field and look i'm uh, having a team that plays in the same conference uh, as the Bengals and watching what they do and having to face them twice a year it's not looking good for the steelers this year but <laughs> anything to get big ben out i'm on the big ben out train have been for a little while now but no, so the Bengals, so what, what do we think? So we think in playoffs, first round exit, second round exit, dare I say Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I think they're, they're doing pretty well to be top of the division, but I don't know if that, um, it goes a lot further than that. So we'll see how we go. I'm happy to just watch them in a few more years and see how these fellas go. And talking about Bengals, you seem to be starting the current Bengals tight end. Correct. A fantastic pickup by yourself. You seem to know the tight end game. You seem to know how to, you know, get some in, get some out, and do it all at fair, fair cost, fair price. Talk to me about that pickup. Inspired. Uh, I know other people say, you know, the the league's won and lost with your QBs and your RBs, but they're all wrong, mate. The money is in the tight end business. That's where it's all happening. So, now nah, that was a um, pretty jammy uh, pickup by me, CJ. You look at his other games; he's doing fuck all really. So to pull out twenty two or whatever he got for me. On the one week I needed a bye week fill in was uh yeah pretty dirty and I apologize for that. So <laughs> hey, hey, these things happen. But you know what you shouldn't apologize about was that 2018 championship. And for the listeners out there, I like to when I get the champions on, I like to do a bit of a refresher. That's why I didn't hear anything from Jim last week, no championship talk. But just a bit of a refresher on that that finals campaign for yourself, just to give people the insight. So I know Patrick Mahomes was your quarterback, is that right? Uh yeah, he was, yeah. I don't remember much else about that season except for it was uh, I won it on Christmas Day, which was pretty cool, pretty cool, enjoyable, cool. and it was against KL, so you know that adds a little bit of extra mayonnaise to the sandwich. Um, Always a good so, scout. But I was pretty I was pretty lucky because I think from memory I had Gurley or someone had laid out, and I was about I didn't even bother to stay up and watch the games, and at like five to one I saw it and put in Jalen Rashad, who is an absolute grub in the flex, and he I think carried me across with a couple points so it was pretty jammy that's a that's a really good win to have is the ko win are there any other teams that you love to crunch just love to get down in on yeah ko is definitely number one just because he's so bloody good at all things fantasy and then the other one is always jim because you just get he gets too riled up and takes it personally which is always fun so 
And what do you reckon your, your entire record against Jim is throughout the NFL fantasy? You reckon you got the better of him or he's got better of you? I don't know, actually. I don't really have those stats handy. Um, I reckon it's pretty close. He's, he's always been good at fantasy too, so it's never a walkover or anything like that. But I reckon, I reckon it'd be close. Maybe I reckon he might have the upper hand. So a little a little Easter egg for yourself and the, and the listeners out there, John. But I've, I've heard from the commission that he's doing. He has he's currently working through the head to head stats between his Lego and between you know <laughs> eating Milo without milk. He he is getting to the stats, and so we should have that shortly. Which I'm really much, very much looking forward to because I can't wait to see how badly I've been spanked by everyone. It's been a lovely turnaround recently. It's it's lovely to be the reigning champion. And, and talking about champions, the champion who's going to win this season of fantasy, the, what, what's, what's the 10th year? What is it? What's the, em, not Emerald, Diamond? I got no idea. Nickel. Let's call it the Let's Nickel copper, Year. Copper, oh, copper oh, Year. Copper, we're, yeah. we're calling it the Copper Year. The person who wins this Copper Year, very fancy, will rename the league. Have you got any suggestions, any ideas, which type of angle you want to take that in? Yeah, I thought about that with the pod when you talk to Jim. And similarly, I don't want to jinx myself. But I think I'd be pretty torn because part of me would like to pick a name that is good and everyone would enjoy it, but I'd really like to do something stupid that would really piss everyone else off. So I don't know. I haven't got any ideas and I don't plan on deciding until I have my hands on a championship or if I get my hands on a championship. But it'd be, yeah, I'd be pretty torn and I'd feel pretty guilty ruining the name, but it would be a lot of fun. And and that name would remain until the Ionoria, obviously. So, um, (laughs) which... It was a long time. It's what, 2031? In the 2031, that's, hey, if it could be John's League for 10 years. Just It'd be kind of worse than that. But... Which actually really worries me that people, I think they're just going to double down and just call it their league because I'm pretty strong on wanting to do that. Five and two team, not to brag about it, not to, you know, <laughs> not to gloss that up too much. Before we get into the matchups, actually, looking at the standings, Kale sent me a stat from last week's matchups which said that after 12 games between the East and the West, the East hold the record nine to three. What are your thoughts on looking at the standings at the moment? Which teams do you like before we get into the matchup this week? That's pretty interesting about the East. I hadn't really looked at that. Um, how does the playoff picture work? Is it top two of each? No, so I spoke to KL about this. So it's only, you're only guaranteed if you win your division. So at the moment, it would be myself and Cobb would be guaranteed, and then it would go to the next records between everyone. Yeah, right. And it's top four, yeah? Yeah, so you you really could have four come out of one conference. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, there's I know, there are some pretty good teams this year, and I think there's teams that who have dropped a few games and been unlucky that have pretty good pieces and just need to pull it together. Um, I'm scared of Cobb's team. I reckon he's, if I had to take a punt and say someone wins it, he'd be Cobb, sadly. Um, your team is the other one that I reckon is pretty strong and up there. I do actually really fancy my team, which isn't unusual <laughs> in the sense that I like to toot my own horn and think my players are probably better than they are. But this year, I reckon I'm a hot chance. So in an ideal world, I, I pull another one, but we'll see how we go. It's a, it's a funny game fantasy, so I'm not getting my hopes up. Um, and then you've got guys like KL, who's always dancing around. Jim's looking good this year too. His Scrad. team's been a bit up and down. Scrad's team, I was looking at the other day, it's fucking good. Yeah. But he hasn't got those big name value guys and it's not the sexiest team, but I reckon it's solid. Um, he's I got reckon, guys that just perform. I reckon analytically, like 
his team is really good. You're you're right. Like in terms of like they're not the fanciest, like flashiest blokes out there, but analytically they put in numbers. Like Jonathan Taylor, I think is really good. Obviously, Josh Allen's going to have an MVP like year and is currently doing so. So he's I I think that team's really 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 strong. And um, I think that previously on the podcast uh, past. I've maybe not shone enough light onto Scrag's team, so I think it's been actually a very, very good team. Yeah, I rate it for sure. I was I was someone who didn't want to back Jonathan Taylor in this year, but I'm uh, definitely wrong on that. He's been a beast, so yeah, I reckon his team's looking really good. The other team, actually, I was just looking at the standings there, and Wit has been pretty unlucky, but his team's pretty hot too, I reckon. Yeah, Wit's all over it. Wit, uh, as in every year, Wit is all over it. We'll get into the matchups, but I actually had a... a I thought the other day, because when I made the realization about the standings and only one team went through, it'd be pretty cool to have maybe three different divisions and, you know, you split them further, you can get a couple more teams in and then just have it done that way. I don't know, an idea to float out there, but, you know, me, forever the ideas, man. Um, <laughs> so let's... Hey, I, don't know, I don't know how well you know this league, but we poo-poo new, new ideas pretty uh, heavily, mate. So... No, mate, we are not rocks and rappers. We've never been described as that. We are... <laughs> We're free-flowing, baby. Feel like water, my friend. Bruce Lee, which I'm currently reading, reading a book for everyone out there. So thank you very much. All right, John. Jim did really well last week, by the way, going in with his picks. I think if he didn't end up perfect, I think he got five out of six. So, you know, you really got to get after it here. When looking at the Sting leaderboard, Jim sits right up there. Pup, absolutely shocking from uh, from memory, and we've actually stopped taking in picks from Pup. So we'll kick it off. <laughs> we'll kick it off with the first game, which is Jenna Saquon takes on that bitch Miles Gaskin. Who do you like? Who that? That's you and Jim. You and Poos and Jim. Actually, I did have a look at these earlier. I reckon this is the matchup of the week. I reckon it could go either way. I think I I like your team, so I'd have to back you in without seeing um everything on it but Jim's team is pretty good and Mahomes I think has been underperforming obviously so I think he's due for a big score um, so I reckon yeah no I'm going to give it to you guys but I reckon that's going to be a pretty good matchup and could go either way yeah I think it's going to be good because purely because Patrick Mahomes Joe Mixon had a little lighter um, workload last week as well so he'll be up oh, but he's against the Jets oh man Joe Mixon's going to pop off I reckon yeah and Aaron Jones there's no more uh, wide receivers left in Green Bay so they're sure, gonna have yeah, to get the ball be, on the floor he'll be getting fed yeah um Calvin Ridley's gonna have an up game he's the only thing which gives me a bit of confidence going into this is the fact that he doesn't have Mark Andrews he's got the Mark Andrews and a bite so yeah try and ride that in so I, I'm not sure I, I'm probably due a loss three on the trot if you don't mind but that's the tip going into the next one so next we have watermelon sugar hi against Kyler the Creator. That is Jack Wrighton co-owned with Michael Cotalesa's team and playing against Darwin. Yeah, Chippo has been pretty unlucky with some injuries, but Chubb should be back this week, hey? Is that right? Yeah, he is in the lineup currently. Mm, very good. Um, yeah, look, I'd like to see I'd like to see Chippo win it. Nothing against Wit. This is more of a business decision, but Chippo has been unlucky and I think he's going to be unlucky for a little bit this season. So, you know, let's, let's go for him. I like it. You don't think I do that? Like, I also would like to just say, watermelon sugar. Hey. Fantastic. It's good to get one in. But so you're saying hungry, hungry dogs run faster? Yeah, I think so. So I would agree with you generally, but I would almost argue that it's the uh, 
injured cats are at most aggressive when they're uh, they're injured. You know, like that's that's they're the most dangerous type of animal out there. And I think Chip at the moment is taking some wild swings. He's swinging through trays left, right, and center. I think he's truly at panic stations. He's <laughs> he is the um, the verbal man. He's the dude sitting at the computer. I actually sent this to him. And then he like looks at it and like looks at the computer and then the next one's like him looking away from the computer at you. It's fucking hilarious. But um, <laughs> you're actually seeing those memes all around Perth at the moment in terms of advertisement. That exact guy, people are doing like a Belmont Electrical, like won't mess you around. It's got his head as the advertisement. It's brilliant. Wait, so uh, marketing's going into the meme world in Perth. Yeah, 100%. You uh, see them everywhere. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the boys would have seen them. So it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, we, we don't get that kind of action in Broome, mate. <laughs> Has, it, has anyone ever performed a verbal meme in Broome? There's not a lot of memes in Broome. There's a lot of uh, casual racism in Broome. There's a lot of like uh, Bogan sort of fishing and chat, but you know, that's about it really. So would you consider yourself the meme lord of Broome? A hundred percent. Yeah, correct. But then, I was pretty, I was up there for meme lords in Perth too. So now I'm just a big fish in a little pond. That's massive. As uh, it gives you a bit more perspective. Did you hit a meme today? Did you send any in? Yeah, that was that was poorly crafted. The uh, Brandon Cook's reaction that was more just a talking point than you know my my finest work. But I've I've been hot off the uh, the memes a little bit since I left the Kings. You know that was where I did my best work. But I'd actually argued that meme for you was it was so shit that it could be classified just a shit meme. So pretty good. Thank you, thank you. But getting back to it, we have gone with Chip to take the win. Kyle Crater really chasing P Ryan on the waivers this week, so he must know something the rest of us don't. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That was a that was a fair bit of money spent, um, which I was surprised at too. I didn't even register that as a pickup for this week, but I don't know. He he scored pretty well last week, didn't he? He did, he did. And give us the amount of touchdowns from our chase scores. Talking about which team? Uh, just the one, but it'll go twenty to thirty yards, I reckon. So how many yards are up? I reckon 80-ish. So. Yeah, he's been a funny one. Like that trade when Cobb sent him, I was surprised at and thought Cobb was sort of cashing in on the early success, not thinking it was happening. But at the same time, I didn't think it was going to keep happening the way it has as well. So he's been um, pretty crazy. And the fact that Witt's got him and Tyreek as the two receivers is um, pretty bonkers, pretty strong. Yeah, and, and Tyreek's due for, uh, for an up week for sure. Mm. Getting on to the next game. We have Tony Chark is the Iron Man against Taylor Maid, a matchup where both teams four and three. This one is tricky to pick. Where are you going? Yeah, I reckon I've got to go Cobb here. I just think his team's fucking good. Hey, like for a guy who picked three wide receivers to start and have like Swift and Henderson turn out the way they have this year, um, his team's just pretty strong. Obviously, Adams out with COVID this week, handy, but. When you've got Keane Allen and Diggs to slot in as an alternative, it's not a big deal for you, I guess. Not nothing against Scrubs team. It's looking, as I said, it's a it's a pretty solid team, and those guys there probably don't get the same reception from name value only. But I reckon, yeah, Cobman. Uh, I will I will back in back in the Scrubs this week. I'm, I'm I like the look of Cobb's team, but I think the fantasy lamb will be uh will be out again this week. So. Watch out for Scrad's team, I say, especially with Rick, Ricky Seals-Jones sitting at the tight end position there. And have you got any tight end advice for, for Cobb? You are the tight end master. Funny you say that. I did actually talk to Cobb this week about uh, a little tight end trade. He declined it. I offered uh, big CJ from the Bengals. Um, 
and Cobb was not interested. I was actually looking just to keep CJ off the waivers because I knew going up against Ray, he was he was sniffing around for a new tight end. So I was just trying to drop the guy without or lose the guy without letting him end up on uh, on Ray's team. But Cobb was not interested, so I've had to hold the dog. That, that is one of your cheeky tactics, the, the way to pick up and dump. What else do you do out there? Do, give the listeners something else, some other stuff you do out there if you're cheekier. You got anything? Uh, no, not really. I um, I think I got to wake up early. I, uh, I scrambled to the waiver this morning after seeing the uh, the Ingram news, but saw you were up, up early picking up David Johnson. Um, see how that, I reckon that was clever by you. As I said, the early bird getting the worm. I don't know whether much will come out of it, but I reckon that's the way. That it's not about the waivers. I reckon it's the free agents after the waivers go through. That's when you make your money. Like I was up early because Kevin like had done like the runniest crack inside the house. Like he's got the up- most upset stomach. So I did get the early bird, man. But at what cost is what I say. Yeah, that's that's true. So, so Kevin's all right, or yeah, no bones in the stomach. He's okay. Mum, mum dished me a bone. I gave it to him and. No, he's he's fine. He's he's all sweet. The doctor did give him a good um his give his anal glands a good squeeze though. So for the listeners out there, make oh, sure lovely. you go make sure you go do that with your dogs. Get rid of that stench. It's a it's a really easy procedure. I think twenty one dollars. Go get that done, and uh, live a happier life. But that is good value. Wait, so should I be doing that with Wallace? Mate, Wallace, I can't wait to meet Wallace. And if you you bring me, Grace will do it. Grace will do it herself. She said so. No stress. Um, oh, sweet. Save that twenty one dollars for the waiver wire. And that's exactly right. Exactly right. But it's I mean, if he doesn't stink, then it's really not necessary. But Kev is a smelly little boy. But uh, I digress. So we have gone with Tony Shark as the IMF. That tip now comes into the Supreme Leader Kamish and the Super Kamari Brothers. Before we get into this, I want your quick opinion on uh, the wild claims out there that this pod is a mouthpiece for the commissioner. Your thoughts? Uh, look, I've... Um... I've had my thoughts about the commissioner pretty well broadcasted through my own channels, not, not using a pod uh, as a puppet, but um, no, no, I joke. I think, I think, uh, you know, like any good leader, he, he does lead with a bit of fear. So I think it's, I think it's fair. You guys give him a good shout out. And similarly, I'd like to just say to the Supreme Leader Commission, um, I love your work and uh, everything I say is in jest, obviously at the end, I think he does have a tough time rallying this league. Um, that actually reminds me, I got to pay my league fees still. I think. Have um, you still not? I'm gonna, man. I'm gonna strangle you lot. Well, the problem is, I need a, I need a co-owner. That's the kind of stuff that Huey deals with uh, with the AFL fantasy. So I will get onto that today. I'll um, sort that out. Sorry, Kay. That's why um, Cot brought Chip in actually. So Chip's just the the money man. Cot's still making the moves. Smart. Clever. Uh, that's all you need. But who do you like in this one? Fox, obviously, a very good team. Yeah, Fox's team's looking good. He's um. His wide receivers are strong, and AJ Brown's um looking good after that little bit of uh, Taco Bell um, food poisoning. So keep anything down. Hopefully, it's AJ No Brown this week. Um, oh, that was bad. So did you? Um, no, did you dab that one up the sleeve of the pod, or was that? No, nah, mate, that's off the cuff. You know me; it's quick. So <laughs> I like that. A lot. I like um, that. Yeah, I reckon Joey Burrows has a day. How good's Harris been? Man, that's a good pickup. Unreal. I wasn't yeah. sure how he was going to go this year, so he's done good. Uh, Harris for uh, Fox. Say it again. Wait, oh, sorry, Najee Harris. Sorry for K. Yeah. yeah sorry. No, Harris is out Harris. there, and they're both bloody good at the moment. Yeah, but I, I, I would love the Steelers, Harris. Damien has been up and down, but I don't know. There's Pat's 
hard to tell sometimes. They slam the Jets. Insane. Yeah, but then they always slam the Jets. Yeah, it's Belichick. That's the thing. Like, that's why you can't work out, like, if the Jets are a bad defense or if they just got spanked by Bill Belichick. Yeah, true that. All right, now, Kay's team's pretty good, too. i, I got to give it to him this week. When you got Cooper Cup, Kelsey together as well, that's, that should be some decent scores. So I think I have to go with the commissioner. So. And your thoughts on the Kamara news? Uh, not Kamara news, I guess Ingram news, and how that affects Kamara. You think anything changes? Uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit, but Kamara, man, like, he's a freak. He's one of my favourite players. Like, I don't, I don't really care about the Saints, but he just seems like a good dude. His workout videos are pretty funny, and he just... He scores, man. doesn't matter how many touches he needs. Like, fucking, and he runs so chill. Like, he gets a little, like, dish or dump off pass and won't just run. Like, he'll kind of look around, see a hole, and, like, kind of have a couple steps, jump behind one of his blockers, hold tight for a little bit of movement. Like, nah, Kamara's all good, hey? Yeah, I think Ingram, Ingram will pick up a bit, but I don't think he'll be doing what he used to do at the Saints, and I think Kamara's all good. Yeah. Kamara has like what um, LaShawn McCoy could do, but obviously Kamara has the ball security. Mm. You know what I mean? It's that ability to just like cut, cut, and just do it consistently into like a really good standard. But um, so we've taken the commish here in this game. Yeah, I think so. Beautiful. With two games left, we have Goblins of the Galaxy coming up against Echel Arena of Time. You obviously fancy yourself pretty heavy in this one, and so does ESPN having you as 20-point favourites. And you know what they say, John? They say good teams win, great teams cover. And that means great teams cover the spread, which means you're going to have to win this game by 21 points to be a great team. And your thoughts on that? I don't know about that. I I was talking to Ray about this the other day, actually. It might have been today. I reckon his team's under-projected a little bit. But at the same time, yeah, I back myself here. I think um, that being said, my team has been scoring probably better than it should at times. So I'm probably due for a stinker. But yeah, look, I feel bad not backing myself here. So let's do it. Yeah. Now your team has been extremely good. I mean, a reminder for the listeners out there, Hertz, Eckler, Robinson, Sutton, Samuel Schultz, Cooper, the Bengals defense for this week. And there's some serious talent on the bench as well. Ray himself, he's got Kirk Cousins back, which everyone loves. Ezekiel Elliott's back. Gordon, Godwin, Chenault Jr., Conklin, Hopkins, Cardinal. So I reckon it's actually, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's a lot closer than what ESPN is putting on. Field Yates, what have you done to Field Yates to uh, make him like this team so much, Good Man, don't get me started on Field Yates. He's a wet-headed fucking yuppie, I reckon. He, you know, he, I know, he's in a spot and does some good analysis for ESPN, but I don't like the guy, and I don't really know why, but... Yeah, I, I also had that like I, I had that thought as well and that was my perception of him but I listened to that podcast part of my take and they always try and mess with this one reporter for ESPN and what they do with him I think his name is Mike and what they do with Mike is they try and every year get him to talk about his fantasy team and then get him to talk long enough to, to the point where they're like we don't give a fuck Mike like, <laughs> like we don't care at all is this, is this what you're setting me up for on this pod are you letting me talk and ready to have some sound effects to fucking blast me or yeah exactly i have that i have that just lined up in a second so <laughs> we're, we're getting to that but essentially what happened was they've done that for three years straight now so he's on high alert whenever the fantasy season comes around and um what they did was they contacted field yates because they thought the field yates was the most bland type of dude that you know there's no way they'd contact field yates to like prank uh mike florio his name is to do uh, with talking about his fantasy team. And what they do is they get him actually talking on 
um, Field Yates' show as this like guys. And then they jump in maybe 10 minutes and it's like, we don't give a fuck, Mike. Like no one cares about your fantasy team. Stop talking about it. And it's the funniest shit. So I wasn't on Field Yates, but after that, I thought, hey, like, the dude's pretty funny to, to, to buy and have a bit of a gag like that. So I actually yeah. think he's good analysis and like, him talking's good. I just don't like the look of him. I don't know what it is about him. He just seems like a vanilla, annoying guy. But that that's probably harsh. And I apologize if you if he's listening. And is he, he listening? And he is. Yeah. No, we we get we get big listeners in the US, UK. We have a Norwegian fan listening in as well. And obviously all us Aussies. So shout out to the Aussies out there. You might have a new listener uh, coming in from Broome as well. Em was asking what the fuck I was doing setting up the computer on the bed and so you know she sounded interesting so fingers crossed uh, you should have said like only fans or something <laughs> if you're gonna set it up on the bedding that's a good idea only fantasy oh i love that uh, that might have to be the league name that's phenomenal okay and the final game one team which is you know this year he currently doesn't have a quarterback in uh <laughs> He's he's had a stroke of luck holding on to Mark Ingram to play now behind Kamara. So they worked that that backfield heavy because the man who gives way to Mark Ingram is the man this team name is after. It's Tony Chompers Jones. Is it Tony or Mark? I can't even remember. No, Chomp- Tony. Tony Chompers Jones. It's an interesting team this week. Obviously, going to need someone out there throwing the nut around, which is really important. We've got an empty slot. It is a it is a brave move by Max. But do you know what's interesting? Is he's still favoured to win this matchup according to ESPN? Two points favoured without a QB. That's impressive, actually. Hey, uh, good teams win. Great teams cover. (laughs) Extraordinary teams cover without a quarterback. That's what they say. But so we have Bobby's boys against Max. Bobby's boys had a win last week. And uh, up and about, oh, he had that win with that stinky-ass score. Yeah, Bobby's team needs his anal glands um, <laughs> <laughs> extracted there. But no, but Bob's team with Dak Prescott back, CD Lamb back, Gronk probably back, Brandon Cook's probably on the move. Uh, Philip Lindsay, obviously now with marking around of that backfield, has an uptake. So Bobby's boys, I think he's on the up. I like the team previously. I think he's still on that upward trajectory, which is why it's really hard to pick this year. But I'm going to leave it to you. Who do you think? Yeah. I think Bob's team I liked and he just keeps getting hit with fucking injuries and bad luck. But you're right, look at like Philip Lindsay I think will come I think he'll do well. Um, not that Houston are a machine or anything like that, but I think he'll pop up potentially more than David Johnson with um Ingram gone. McKissick isn't exactly the best RB, but fuck he keeps taking work from Antonio, which I'm not liking. So he, he always catches passes and gets reasonable scores. Um but yeah, Bob Sam's been unlucky and losing CMC, fuck it, kinda kinda hurts pretty early on. I think I gotta go with Max here. And he's um obviously had a tough week on the call line. So I'd like to see Jared Cook put up three touchdowns as well for him. That would be nice. But yeah, I think think Max wins this one. As long as he I think if he can put a QB in. Does he even have a QB? To he play? does, yeah. He has Daniel Jones. So and that's oh, a good, yeah. that's a good play this week against Kansas. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So Max would be favoured by, I think, if we take into account that projection, it'd be favoured by 20. So Max, same rule applies. To wrap it up in terms of the tipping, you've taken the Gaskins, you've taken Chips in the upset, you've taken the Sharks, 
you've taken Supreme Leader, you've taken yourself, and to wrap it up, you've taken Max's team. Any final thoughts on the round itself? Uh, no, not really. It's uh, like this bye week's probably not as bad as last week, so I think there should be some big scores coming out again, which would be nice. Um, yeah, the bye week's always a bit like I'm pretty lucky going against Ray without Darren Waller. And, um, Luck's on your side. I actually, yeah. I'll have you before we wrap this all up. Strength of schedule. Yeah, uh, see, I do want to talk about this too. I don't know. I'd like to see the numbers you're crunching, mate, because I reckon they're bogus. Hey, Matt Berry rated the teams, all the teams in the league, really generously. He said, there's the hard, harder, hardest teams in the league. Really, really nicely framed, I thought. And with those, with those numbers that he put into a formula, he brought it back. He said that you've got a pretty easy run home, so we should expect to see you in the finals. By the sounds of you, you're expecting championship. It's championship or bust this season, I think. No, no, no. I, I think my team's okay, but fantasy is fucked. So I think anytime you start to think you're hot shit, you get humbled pretty quickly. And how, how is that for you? Like, do you actually find that, like, you're up and about and then, like, the fantasy lows hit or you can just get over oh, it pretty quick? 100%. My, my favourite part of fantasy is the little space between drafting my team and week one because I think I've got it in the bag at that point. And then I start to see those bastards play and it just fucking bothers me. It's, but, that, um, it's that golden moment where you, I can look at every player and, like, their shit don't smell yet. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. But, no, no I, yeah, I think... I'd like to be there for playoffs. So, so talk me through this strength of schedule. What is special about, well, because there was me and KL, I think you said, had good schedules. Sounds like a bit of mudslinging and propaganda against. Uh, I, I think if you listen into the, the episode closely, there's, I, I think there's enough in there. I don't, I don't want to push people. You know, I, I think the teams with labeled, like I said, hard, harder, hardest. And I thought it was really reasonable to do so. And that's what Matt Berry said back to us. We, we take what we can from it. How are you talking to Matt Berry? What's going on there? Well, we go through Field Yates. Oh, Actually, I should Yates. I should explain. We talk to Dins to talk to T to talk to, <laughs> to talk to Dave to talk to Mahali, who then gets me in touch with Field Yates, who then gets me in touch with Matt Berry. And that's how you do business. That's how we get the strength of schedule. I got two more things before we go. Give me the Sacco. Give me the Sacco matchup, and then give me the Sacco. And then, because I'll tell you now, because I'll forget. What type of weird shit you be doing in Broome? You got to fill the people in. Uh, all right. So we'll start off with the Sacco bowl. I think Bob's going to be there. Just he's been pretty unlucky, but I think doing what Bob does, and I think he almost enjoys it in a bit of a sick way. Is I think he likes to have that scrappy sacro bowl kind of fight and comes out on top. So I think I think he's there, but I'd put money on him not winning the sacro. But uh, then the other, I don't know, it depends on a couple of things, but I think probably Chippo or Ray might be there as well. A couple of guys have had some bad luck with injuries or even just dirty losses as well, but. Bob will be there, but he'll come out triumphant. That's my call. And then if it's a coin toss between Chippo and Ray, probably Chip, I reckon. Chip is filthy at the moment. He's been, he's really, really grasping the straws. So it's fun to watch. It's really enjoyable to sit back and, and see the uh, see the chaos from the, uh, across the pond. And the, the second part, so I think it's, you know, interesting selections. I, I, I find it really hard this season. Just like it's really hard at the top, I think it's pretty really close to the bottom again. But the second part of that was what type of stuff has the Gooby Gooby been doing in Broome? Uh, it's hard to answer because, you know, I mean, I've, I've never considered myself a Goob. You know, I think my Saturdays are full of just normal stuff like, you know, doing right. washing, ironing right. your socks kind of all that kind of action you know any kite flying at the moment no no kites not a lot of wind in broom at the moment so cyclone season maybe but uh we'll see how we go 
I think my kite's still the strand actually. So um, help yourself <laughs> if you feel like uh, having a having a blow. Oh, very uh, nice. No, no, not a heaps going on. I tell you, it's been the um, it's been basketball that's been keeping me busy up here. I managed to make five friends eventually, so I've been playing a bit of social basketball, which has been good. Obviously, cut that out with the the toe and probably out of action for a little bit. But other than that, just been chilling. Been, um, so I tell you, I bought a boat. I was literally just about to bring up. Yeah, tell me about this. Tell me about this boat. Yeah, so me and Ants went halves in a little boat. It's a like kind of big tinny, but he his dad's mate or something sold it and it was fucking dirt cheap. So we're like, oh yeah, we'll give it a go. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's pretty fun just getting out there, man. Like the water is so nice. And what are you doing with lucky. it? A lot of time we just cruise out, have a drink, and just like putt around the creek and stuff, which is fun. We have been fishing a little bit, but I don't really know what I'm doing, but it's good to just get out there, really. So, oh, you're making know. me jealous, man. That sounds Mate, lovely. There's always a there's a uh, there's a bed at the hotel here, as in our house. So <laughs> come up whenever, and that's a uh, that's an open invitation to the league. Uh, in return, all I ask for is your RB equivalent to Javante Williams, because that's the going rate. I actually think we just figured out what the backdoor deal was here. So Max, if I see you with a ten anytime soon, I'm coming for you. Uh, the the commissioner's watchdog will be no not me but maybe pup will be all over you <laughs> but but give you uh, it's been awesome having you on thanks so much dude we've uh I've, I've had a i've had a blast and it's been really cool catching up as well just even over this format uh, so um anything you want to say to the league anything you want to say to the fellas to close this out no, no mate it's been a pleasure uh, as i said i love the league i always um on that little hiatus you guys had i was literally sitting checking spotify just in case you hadn't told us there was one uploaded so no it, um it's always a highlight and um and to the rest of the league you know just keep on trading you know there's a lot of heat going around and i know it's easy to have that hindsight after a trade and i know people have their opinions but at the same time man we don't know what's going on i was the way i always look at it is take the dice roll i've fucked up some trade i was trying to flip Mahomes that year in 2018 after two weeks and no one wanted a bar of him so that was lucky for me, but I would have looked like a fucking idiot before. So I don't know. I think that's something that we're getting better at. But I think trading keeps exciting. It's kind of boring if you just drop your team and roll through. So how's you dropping the equivalent of Jared Cook and Patrick Mahomes where you've got, hey, you know what? Maybe it turns around. Maybe this guy, like we can put some makeup on this pick and we can make it look really fantastic. And it's I'm, I'm not saying Jared Cook's going to be the MVP this year, but you know, it's fantasy. It's a strange, strange, strange game. Comeback player of the year, Jared Cook. Closing it out. Peace out, Kurt. Thanks, Matt. See ya.